Hello everyone and uh, welcome to our home. Um, my name is David and this is Brittany and together we co-pastor Victoria Christian Reformed Church. And this is our first attempt at a lo-fi, Wi-Fi, social distancing friendly worship service. Um, these are definitely strange times. Um, we don't usually lead uh, worship services from our kitchen table. <laughs> um, but of course, uh, COVID-19 has really just um, taken over the world and has changed just about every sphere of life. There's not really much that's normal right now. And so everyone is having to adjust and um, churches are having to adjust too. Um, it was It is our deep desire to be able to be with you in person, um, mm -hmm. to share stories, to give hugs, to offer encouragement. Um, but that's just not something we can do today. And so today, um, we're going to just gather around our computers and, um, and participate in this service together. Um, if you scroll down beneath the video, you will see an order of service in the notes below. Uh, the liturgy and the song lyrics can be found there too. And we encourage you to follow along and to join us in singing and uh, in the parts of the liturgy that are for you to read. Um, and there's also uh, down there a creative uh, children's sermon. We'll put a link to that in the notes. And so if you have uh, children, uh, young children, um, I encourage you to watch that. It's quite funny and quite good about uh, church and COVID-19 and just our relationship with God. So that's a good resource for children. Okay. So I invite you to take a, a deep cleansing breath and uh, to draw near to your creator and savior as he draws near to you. Let's worship together. The Lord be with you. And, and also, also with you. you. Our help is in the name of the Lord. The maker, the maker of, of heaven, heaven and earth. I'll just start with a brief opening prayer here. Please pray with me. Lord, I am so thankful for you. And I am so thankful that even though um, we who are part of Victoria Christian Reformed Church are throughout the city in different places in our own homes right now and even though um, all Christians um, are just scattered throughout the world in different places that you because of you we are actually united I thank you for um, living in our hearts Lord and for giving uh, purpose and hope to our lives and I pray now, Lord, that you would just bless this time of reflecting on your word and of praying to you. I pray that you would bind us closer to you. I pray that you would bind us closer to each other. And I pray that you would refresh us, Lord. Refresh us in your truth. Refresh us in your love and in your grace and in your hope.
I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Spirit of the living God, fill our lives with love. Um, so now... Telling me to move. I think you're moving too close to the oh, camera. Okay. We're going to cut off your head. Okay. Yeah. Let me think. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to move into a time of reflecting on God's Word. And that's going to involve me reading a scripture passage. And Dave and I are just going to talk about it together. Um, Dave hasn't really done a whole lot of pre-thinking on this. I've done some study of this passage. And I care a lot about um, prayer, which is what this passage is about. Um, but we're just we're going to talk about it together, and I hope um, that God uses our discussion to help you think about it too, and maybe call you into um, more prayer and more um, being with Him in prayer. Before I go ahead and read this scripture passage, and I'll just tell you now, it's. Um, in case you have your Bible and want to just open it up. Um, it's Mark chapter 1, and it's towards the end of that chapter, verses uh, 35 through 39. And what we've been doing at um, Victoria Christian Reformed Church uh, for Lent is we've been doing a series on the spiritual disciplines, or um, sort of the classic or traditional spiritual practices that Christians throughout time have sort of incorporated into their lives and into their lifestyles. And they, uh, they help us grow to be more like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so humans, again, just by way of introduction before we get into this, humans were made by God to reflect God and God's ways in the world. You and I were made to reflect God and God's ways in the world. And how, like how do we do that? How do we, how do we be that? How do we grow in our capacity to reflect God and God's ways in the world? Well, we do that by apprenticing ourselves to Jesus. Jesus is the, the, the true human, the, the best human, the human who reflects God and God's ways uh, in its fullest, most perfect form. And, um, and if we want to do that too, if we want to become people who uh, reflect God and God's ways in the world, we have to apprentice ourselves to him. And you know what? He invites us to do that. Jesus says, come to me, follow me. I will teach you. I will show you. I will guide you. I will help you. Come to me. And um, what that is, it's, it's an invitation to be his disciple. That's the language that we read in the New Testament, that we um, Christians, people who follow Jesus, um, make him their savior and their Lord. We are his disciples. 
But what that actually means is, like the most helpful image we think, is that we are his apprentices. We, um, we do life with Jesus. We walk with him. We watch him. We receive his instruction. And we do what he did. We do what he does. And as we do that, um, he teaches us, he grows us, and uh, we become more like him, which means we become more and more uh, reflections of God in the world as we were made to be. Does that sound good by yeah. way of introduction? Okay. Great. Okay. You're on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> um, so here is the scripture passage. Hear now the word of the Lord. Mark chapter 1, verses 35 through 39. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Yeah. So now so, we're going to talk about this. Um, so prayer is a spiritual discipline. Yes. Um, what can we learn from Jesus about prayer? What does this passage show us about his patterns and his, uh, uh, his life with God and in, in prayer? Yeah, so I guess I should have said at the beginning that um, the practice that we're zeroing in on right now is the practice of prayer. Uh, Jesus did many different things. He meditated on scripture. He fasted, um, etc., etc. Um, today, looking at this passage, we're looking at um, the practice, the discipline that Jesus incorporated into his life of praying. Right. So what do we learn? What do we learn from Jesus about prayer? Yeah. Um, the first thing I'll say is um, we can see a lot in this little passage, actually, even in just the very beginning, about how Jesus prays. Mm -hmm. um, it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Um, we can see from here that when Jesus prayed, uh, it was a very intentional decision. And that first sentence is just stacked with very active verbs. Jesus got up, he left the house, he went to a solitary place where he prayed. It was like, very early in the morning. Very early in the morning. It was um, an intentional decision. It was a deliberate choice, and he made it happen. It was not an afterthought, like, oh, I'm I happen early. to be awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just spend this time praying. It was like mm -hmm. he set the alarm, and he did not press snooze a million times. 
um, he like he made this happen. Mm -hmm. So um, this is prayer here is intentional. Uh, prayer here is also costly. This maybe goes without being said, but um, it wasn't easy. I don't think for Jesus to do this. It cost him something. It cost him sleep, much needed sleep. It cost him breakfast. Um, and it also, I think, perhaps cost him, although we don't, we don't know for sure, but there was a risk of this costing him a degree of, um, or at least an opportunity for him to bolster his own reputation. Mm -hmm. um, he'd been really busy um, up until this point in the town of Capernaum. He had been healing a lot of sick people and driving out a lot of demons. People were just flocking to him. The crowd was swelling. Um, and it's sort of right at this point that Jesus disappears. Uh, very early in the morning, he, he got up, he left the house. He went to a solitary place where he prayed. Um, and he's leaving a lot of people behind. Right. And he's leaving his disciples behind. And um, so you have to think it causes a bit of like, where is he? Where'd he go? What's going on? Right, like um, people are lining up to try to see him. Yes. He's had a lot of success in a way. Like, yes casting out demons, healing the sick, there's a stir that's, uh, you know, bubbling up in Capernaum. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Jesus, he's gone. Yeah. He's, yeah. The he, next he morning he's gone. He had disappeared to go off and pray somewhere. So there was a cost to this. Um, the other thing to observe is that um, this is private prayer. So Jesus, um, he is praying privately here. He seeks out alone time. He seeks out one-on-one -on -one time with God. He had just been in the synagogue um, the day before where he probably enjoyed large group corporate prayer. He just left a house filled with keen disciples who probably would have really enjoyed praying with him at the breakfast table. Um, but he doesn't, you know, the synagogue wasn't enough that corporate prayer opportunity. Um, he didn't want to do the small group thing at that, like he, he goes yeah. off to be by himself, um, to be by himself with God. So there's a, a, a private component to Jesus' prayer life um, as well. And so the other thing, oh, sorry. Okay, well, the other thing I just wanna say that's worth noting is that this is not a one-time event. Hmm. This is a repeated a regular pattern mm -hmm. and um, like this little mention in Mark is mentioned in Luke so a different gospel writer who's recording his recollection <coughs> of this similar beginning time in Jesus ministry when Luke writes about it he, uh, the line that he writes is um, but often Jesus was withdrawing to lonely places to pray. Right, so this is a pattern. This is a pattern. This isn't just something Jesus does once or just does here at the very beginning of his ministry here in chapter one of Mark. Mm -hmm. This is something that we know in from other gospels and even throughout Mark, that this is this is a habit of his mm -hmm. to, to pray. And so, um, nice setup on the, <laughs> on the, you know, all the steps that kind of involved in him getting out. Yes. So Jesus is getting out. Yes. He's going out on his own. He's doing this often. What yes. is he doing? 
when he goes. Um, what is prayer? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was so excited to take on this um, thinking about the practice of prayer because I love to pray personally, but it's also a huge topic and very daunting. Um, what's interesting about this little passage is that it actually doesn't tell us what Jesus was doing mm -hmm. when he was praying. If you were to take a survey of Jesus' prayer life, which is very worthwhile doing, you would see that Jesus' prayer life actually took on many different forms. He recited uh, psalms as prayer. He would have used um, pre-written liturgical forms from his Jewish tradition as prayer. He would have just uh, poured out his emotions before God for prayer. He, um, he prayed briefly at times and succinctly. He prayed very long and lengthy prayers at times. Um, sometimes he prayed prayers just asking for personal help, God help me. Sometimes he prayed prayers um, where he was making requests to God on behalf of others. So Jesus' prayer life takes many, many different forms and we don't exactly know what he was praying when he was praying here very early in the morning while it was still dark. But what I kind of came to see in this passage and what I think is really important for us to consider um, today is why Jesus prayed. Why did he get up very early in the morning, leave the house, go to a solitary place and pray? Why did he do this? And I think that that's probably what the disciples were wondering as well, um, because they wake up in the morning and, you know, the, the crowd of neighbors from Capernaum is already lining up at the door. And um, you can just imagine them a little surprised that Jesus was not there with them to attend to this. And so they go out, the, the small group of disciples, and they look for Jesus. And when they find him in the solitary place somewhere, um, they say, everyone is looking for you. And I hear in that a little bit of a, like, Come on now. why Like, why are you here when they are over there? The need's over there. Why are you here? Yeah, like, why? Like, why did you leave? Why did you disappear? Everyone is looking for you. And so I think the why is really important. And um, prayer is, and I'll get to the answer there, but the buildup is prayer um, is a basic human instinct. It's a basic human instinct. And at its most basic, prayer is just communication with God. It is just like a reaching out toward the transcendent. It is a um, attempt to um, get in touch with an unseen reality. And you can trace prayer as a basic human instinct, like from the very beginning of time around the globe mm -hmm. um, in many different expressions. And Christians should not be surprised by that because we know that we were created right. to reflect God and relate to God. So right. like we see this in humanity, um, but what we see in Jesus and what we see in him here is that prayer 
is not only communication with God. It's not merely communication with God. There's actually an additional piece and someone that we've been learning from and doing some reading. Um, we've been reading some of his work is a man named Dallas Willard. He does a lot of good work on the spiritual disciplines, the Christian spiritual disciplines. And he puts it this way, and I think it's really helpful. He says, prayer is talking with God about what we're doing together. Mm. And that is the why, mm. I think. Mm. Like the missional, like we're not just connecting, we're talking about... Talking about... Like Jesus knew, for us. Jesus knew that God was at work mm. and that he himself had a role to play. Right. And that is why we pray. Mm -hmm. It's prayer is communication with God. It's talking with God about what we're doing together mm. because we're doing something together. Right. The assumption is there's... Mm -hmm. There's a there's a mission. We're in, yes. We're at, yes. I mean, I'm just thinking about Jesus, and he's he's called at his baptism. You know, this is my son in him, in whom I delight. But then, like he's, it's not just a. Uh, <clears throat> he doesn't just receive his identity there, but there's also this call for him in the gospel to like declare the kingdom. Yes. And to model that with his life, his actions. Yes. And so prayer then becomes like a key piece to him living yes. that out. Yes, yes. And so I think about it this way. God is a doer. God is a doer. God is actively at work. He does things. Mm -hmm. He... Um, he moves, he acts, he creates. Um, this is what we see throughout scripture. He's making all things new. What well, right? God's first great work, mm -hmm. the first great thing that he does is he creates all things. Mm -hmm. um, but then we know that the story unfolds, sin is introduced. And so the second great work of God is to redeem and restore and recreate and mm -hmm. make all things new, um, mm -hmm. heal it, mend it. Um, you know, lift up his people, show them mercy, forgive them, heal them, heal them, reestablish them, mm -hmm. uh, reconnect with them. So God is a doer and God has made humans also to be doers. Mm -hmm. When humans are created immediately, you were kind of saying this about Jesus' baptism, when humans were created, they were commissioned right away, mm -hmm. um, called to work in the garden care for it, tend to it, mm -hmm. um, rule over it, um, mm -hmm. bless it, you know, continue God's creative work in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and then when God saves humanity through Jesus, immediately we receive a new commissioning. We are recommissioning. We are recommissioned. Go and make disciples of all nations. It's like, right. get out there 
and continue and, doing the and work continue of Jesus. doing the work of Jesus. Yeah. Continue doing my work of remaking creation, making things new again, mm-hmm. realigning things according to my will, mm-hmm. healing, mending, restoring all of that stuff. So God is a doer. Humans are meant to be doers. Mm-hmm. And um, now is now prayer like fits into yes, that. Yes. How again? Prayer fits into that because. Um, we're talking with we are talking with God about what we are doing together right like this is just so foundational to prayer that we see God that we believe that God mm-hmm. is really here mm-hmm. and really poised like sleeves rolled up ready to work mm-hmm. or doing some work mm-hmm. um And then with that is that we understand ourselves as co-laborers with God, Mm -hmm. uh, participating with God, meant to, like absolutely meant to Mm -hmm. participate with God in the work that God wants to do. And um, so we see this play out in the life of Christ that as he goes along, um, in actually cr- crucial moments, he disappears yes. to pray, and it's he's going to commune with his father, mm-hmm. but also then to be grounded as an identity, mm-hmm. but grounded then in the mission. That's like, right. What's the next move, Lord? Uh, father, where are you taking me? That's and, right. What are you up to, God? That we are going to do together. And what's my role? You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, so prayer really grounded Jesus in his mission. Yes. And his relationship with God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think, like, why that's so foundational to prayer is that if you actually don't see or believe or are convicted that God is really there at work, mm-hmm. it's almost like, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. And if you don't really see <laughs> yourself, like, if you're not sort of on God's team, right? like, sharing in God's project... Right. If you like, if you have no role, mm-hmm. like, what would you really talk about yeah, Dallas, in any sort of meaningful way? Yeah, Dallas Willard um, makes a joke about this. It's like sometimes um, it's like, well, I don't really people don't really know what to pray about when they they talk with God, and he makes a joke. Well, it's like maybe they don't really know that they have a mission that they're on. It's like maybe you don't have anything to say to each other because you're not doing anything with it. Like maybe you're not on the same page. Like right. you're not. participating together um, in what God is up to in the world. Hey, uh, elbow (laughs) nudge there. Um, You've got a little bit of a story to tell here um, about your own journey with prayer and how um, that has changed shape. And I'd love to hear it because I think many people in the the pew, in (laughs) In their own homes, at their own home, maybe have a similar kind of journey or would benefit from hearing your story um it's actually not a very exciting story i think it is (laughs) but it's a really important story um because for me and i have been a christian for my whole life i was really sort of apprenticed into the church and into god's kingdom um for like ever since the beginning, which is great. And I sort of knew, like I had knowledge of, say, God present and at work. 
and my calling to um, participate with God, be God's instrument, do God's work in the world. Like I knew all of this stuff, but my prayer life for honestly, like the vast majority of my life, and I think that probably a lot of people can relate to this, um, I, it was a little bit like me uh, recording messages on a divine voicemail. Mm -hmm. Like I just sort of kept recording these messages. Mm -hmm. And um, I... Yeah, I probably felt pretty good about that. Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got another one up there. Yeah. Well, I knew I was doing what I was supposed to do. But right. prayer was honestly like always more of a duty or an obligation. Right. Like it was something I did in order to obey mm -hmm. God and honor him. Do it. Um, but yeah. it was always a little bit like, well, now I'll just sort of say this and then I'll say that. And mm -hmm. I expected God to listen to them at some point, but God was always sort of like, mm -hmm. I treated him more like he was sort of up there doing his own thing. Yeah. And he was like happy to receive my prayers and maybe he'd like respond affirmatively to like one mm -hmm. or two, but like, mm -hmm. I, like I didn't really expect that either. Um, so that was like most of my life. So how does it change? So, well, it just changed. I went to this conference, which was a wonderful little like retreat going away to a solitary place in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just a time of really being with God and learning more about God. And towards the end of this conference, um, during the last time of worship, um, I went up for prayer. This was an invitation. Some of the leaders invited people to go up for prayer. And so these very normal, kind, um, Jesus-following people um, just like laid hands on me and just mm -hmm. prayed for me, mm -hmm. um, which is something I'd experienced before and something that mm -hmm. is common in Christian circles and what we do for each other. We pray for each other. But during this time of prayer, um, I had a vision, and um, that was sort of new for me. And by vision, what I mean is um, I just, I had a, uh, a mental image. Like an impression. I had a mental image. Yeah. Um, an impression. And um, the image that I perceived was of Jesus himself actually like right, like standing right next to me. And um, he all of a sudden just sort of threw over my shoulders or draped over my shoulders this mantle and a mantle you know sort of like a scarf draped over shoulders mm -hmm. I don't exactly know how to explain it mm -hmm. but in the Bible um, a mantle is sort of just a symbol of um, empowerment and authority and you know work to do mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. and I just experienced this like weightiness but deep joy Mm -hmm. of this mantle being thrown on me, over me, by Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, I, f I feel like I, I was, it was sort of seeing something that was happening um, in the spiritual realm, which is invisible to just the eye, but just, but very true and very real. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it changed my prayer life. Right. That's like so it changed my prayer life how? entirely. 
And um, my prayer life went from like logging these messages on a divine voicemail way up there mm -hmm. to literally being like, Lord, what are you up to today in the life of this neighbor of mine? Um, how might I mm -hmm. like contribute to what you're up to there? Lord, and then Lord, like fill, fill me with your spirit, like give me joy and conviction. And um, like, it just became much mm -hmm. more of a joint, like my life became much more of like this joint effort. Like Jesus was really in the room right? and he really had intentions to heal and mend and restore and bring people right. um, closer to him. And um, I was really there and I was really meant to like lend my voice and my hand and right. my efforts to what Jesus wanted to do, yeah. you know? And um, so instead of talking to God, like he was right, out there, only, it's talking with God about what we're doing together. Right. Yeah. 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 And then there was the fruit of that. The, yeah. It was just like, it was like, oh wow, the doors are opening. Yep. Um, the kingdom is manifesting itself in yes. people's lives. And yes. It I just a big difference. I just found that my, it was way easier to pray a lot more. Mm -hmm. Like where prayer had kind of been a duty before, mm -hmm. it really felt like um, a necessity. Right. Like I need to pray. Like how else will I know mm -hmm. like what to be doing? Right. And how will I stay in tune yeah. with God and with God's kingdom? And what I love about your story, um, like we start, what Jesus just, what Brittany just shared, <laughs> um, like without knowing it really, like your, your current mode now is starting to follow after the way of Jesus. Yeah. Without even, you know, realizing that you're, God has started inviting you into apprenticeship. Right. Um, so what does that look like? Well, that looks like, come away with me. That's right. Commune with me. That's right. Draw near and and pray. Yeah. And uh, and we will see what like the mission is. Yeah. Together. Yeah. And voila, like God showed you things for you to do. Yeah. In those times of prayer. Yeah. Which was what Jesus that that was his pattern. Yeah, and I love this, and I like I think we can see it again in the passage. So um, the disciples are like, everyone is looking for you. Like, everyone is looking for you. There's so much to do. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been so exciting. Like, come back to Capernaum. Like, mm -hmm. let's have another awesome day. Like, people want to see you. They want to see God at work. They want mm -hmm. all this stuff. Um, but Jesus' response is, actually, um, it's, I'm not going back there. Mm -hmm. Like, it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. um, because... God wants me to be doing something else, right? Yeah. I need. I have to go somewhere else. Let's go to right. the other villages so I can be preaching. That's because that's what that's what the the mission is. Because that's doing. that's why I have come. He right. says. So yeah. there's just something about that prayer time, mm -hmm. where that talking with God it redirects him, helps him to um, discern and to go yeah. go forward. Um, mm -hmm. And to not sort of be thrown around by the whims of the needs mm -hmm. that that come or what people want, like even what the disciples wanted. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the practice of prayer, um, how does it help us to become more like Jesus? I think we've kind of got at this, 
but like that's what we're after in these spiritual disciplines to be with Jesus to pattern our lives after the way he lived yeah. become like him so that we can do as he did yeah this practice of prayer I guess what I'm hearing is um, it helps us continue the mission it's like the center piece yeah that we have to continue to return to so that we not get our, just get our orders but it's like we get our energy and um, uh, our connection with yeah. God and then he gives us his assignments that are the things we are doing together yeah um, so that's the pattern of, that's how Jesus you know the pattern we see in Jesus life and so yes. as we enter into that pattern that's we become like Jesus yeah yeah. And we become like Jesus because we are getting more and more deeply acquainted with God and God's work and yeah. God's project. Yeah. And so the more we pray and the more we tune ourselves in to the heart of God and mm -hmm. the work of God, um, the more we are like Jesus and that we make our lives about that. Mm -hmm. We align our lives with um, the will of God the Father, which is exactly what Jesus was about right. and exactly what he did. Um, yeah. Now, I'm wondering, sorry to keep cutting you off. No, it's fine. It's good. Um, wondering about, like, today, um, I don't want us to just talk about prayer outside of the happenings, uh, you know, the things that are going on in the world. Yeah. Um, what could this, how could this discipline benefit us in this crisis that we are the, us in the world are now in um, well I think two things come to mind um, but when things get chaotic mm -hmm. like they are. they are right now mm -hmm. you know like routines are upsetted um, you know, like our societal routines have been sort of shaken up and mm -hmm. like my household routine routines have been shaken up. Yeah. Everything's been shaken up and I think it can be maybe like a natural human reaction to just sort of um, do... We react. We just react. Yeah, we you know? panic or, or fear. We just, or we do what everyone else is doing. Right, we fill up our house with toilet paper. Yep. We fill it, you know, and quick. We don't really know why, but we're just, it's like things are kind of, yeah. um, have been upsetted. And so we just like react and we just do and we like grab mm -hmm. or not. Like we just, we have our ways of reacting in times of crisis, mm -hmm. whether they're big and global in scope or smaller mm. in scope. And I think prayer mm. um, helps us to not just do that. Right. But it kind of slows us down. And it um, is an opportunity to sit with God and be reminded of who God is. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's really here. You know, he's really at work. He's healing and mending and restoring me. He loves me um, this world. and he loves this world. Like it's just, it's an opportunity to just stop and get rooted in those basic truths about who God is and who you are. Mm -hmm. So you can be more intentional about the decisions that you make. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just thinking like, I mean, the need for calm, kind and generous people, mm -hmm. like people who are living the life of Christ 
Like it's the need is so great. Yeah. And the temptation right now is just to react. Um, and so slowing down, you know, maybe pulling out pen and you know pen and paper and say, you know, Lord Jesus, uh, what are you up to in the world? What are you up to in my life? And who do I need to be today mm-hmm. to be on mission with you? And to sit with those questions and allow God to meet you in mm-hmm. it and to jot down some things you're getting so that when you do leave the house and do go to the grocery store or wherever else you're going, you're going with a sense. You're connected to God you're con- and you're walking with Him. Calm and connected mm-hmm. and able to be a non-anxious presence in mm-hmm. the midst of a very anxious yeah. you know, world. Yeah, and I think also like... God gets stuff done in prayer, you know, like he guides us in prayer. Like right. he, he can, he can prompt you in prayer to um, reach out to someone or to do something or to call someone or to whatever, serve someone in some particular way. Right. Um, and like God, it, it's, it's a mystery, but he loves to use the prayers of his people. Like he loves to answer them. And to get stuff done through our prayers, you know, and like yeah. maybe there's an area of the world that like God is just continually like drawing your attention to and like putting mm-hmm. on your heart. Like that is mm-hmm. like that is him. Yeah. Like encouraging you to be the, praying. That's right. Um, which furthers his work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, we've had a good discussion so far. I, I kind of want to just end briefly with um, some... Pr- you got something else you want to say? No, I'm just worried about the time. Okay. But well, I let's, don't. Let's, end, let's move towards the end of this yeah. word time <laughs> of the service. Um, you guys can just fast forward. <laughs> stuff you don't want to listen to. Uh, um, but practical suggestions for how someone who's listening could continue to, to grow up Uh, as one who prays like Mm -hmm. Jesus, Mm -hmm. on mission with Jesus? So um, I think it's important to um, know that prayer, kind of like I was making those very uh, preliminary observations, it's really actually helpful to know, like you've got to be intentional. Like if you want to pray more, Mm -hmm. or if you want to start praying, you do have to be intentional about it. Yeah, clear space. You do have to know it's going to cost you something. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to cost you time. Like you might have to say no to something else mm-hmm. to, to pray instead. But it's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of time, right. but like it, it is, <laughs> it, becomes it, it is costly. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, as, as important as corporate prayer is, mm-hmm. um, like you have to cultivate that sense of like uninterrupted one-on-one time with God. and the, the ability to be there with yeah. God as well. And you got to make a pattern of it. So those like preliminary things you have to, I think, think through and um, Mm -hmm. decide to make a change. And I don't mean like a big change. And this is a big thing with the spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. The wisdom is that you don't start where you want to be. You actually start Start with where you're at. Like five minutes. If that's where you're at, you know, maybe an hour a week. Like Mm -hmm. maybe on Thursday nights from eight to nine. Yeah. You just, you you try you go to, to pray a, to a quiet place. You know, you go to a coffee yeah. shop, or you just go to the basement, or whatever. Or maybe it's like five minutes a day, mm-hmm. or ten minutes three days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm not saying it has to be a big deal, but I do think you have to just know mm -hmm. that you're going to have to make an intentional choice and it's mm -hmm. going to cost you something. Like it's going to be effort. Mm -hmm. um, but then it becomes yes. sweet. Um, it does. We have this little quote on our wall um, from Martin Luther. It says, I have so much to do that I shall have to spend the first three hours of my day in prayer. And it's like... Which, and that never made sense to me before. But now it, but now it makes perfect sense. Right. Like, I have so much to do, I better pray for a long time first. <laughs> <laughs> so that I get it yeah. right. So that I prioritize yeah. it right. So that I have yeah. the Lord's mm, power. This is the, it becomes a sweet time. Like, that's... Yes. That's the goal, is that this isn't like, oh, I have to do this. But, like, it becomes this... The sweet time where you're connecting and just experiencing that rest and relationship with God, and then also wondering with Him, okay, what are what are we up to, Lord? It becomes meaningful, and it gives time. you kind of a purpose and a mission. Yeah, but I do think you also. So this would be the other practical thing: um, is I think it is important to kind of sit with those questions like do I believe that God is really here and really at work mm -hmm. do I believe that God really invites me to have a role in that mm -hmm. um, what is God's mission what is my part totally. of it like what's my calling and um, you know maybe you're just like I don't know like maybe it's just time of reflection that mm -hmm. will get you to answer those questions mm -hmm. um, but maybe you just need to start praying Lord open my eyes to see you um, help me with that, Lord, and yeah. trust Him to build your faith and your conviction totally. there. And uh, we're going to enter into a time of prayer. Um, and uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to lead us in that, and I'll pray for, um, of course, everything that's going on in the world. I'll pray for you, the congregation, and anyone else who's. Uh, logging on to, to watch this um but also pray for the desire to to to, to get away and to, yeah for right. that god would give us the hunger that's right to commune with him and, and that god would give us the faith and that god would give us the yeah. desire and the opportunity to um to pray to pray like jesus prayed we'll start by saying lord listen to your children praying and then I can just pray if that's okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. for this time um, we can share right now and even though we are in different households in different rooms Lord we um, quiet ourselves trusting that you are with us mm -hmm. right beside us and that you're um, connecting us through your spirit Lord I pray for hunger to be um, 
shaped in us and created in us, a hunger for closeness with you, a desire to commune with you um, all by ourselves, communally too, but to, to retreat to that quiet place, Lord, to, to sink deep down into your presence and to enjoy you and fellowship with you. And also, Lord, to connect and uh, discern together what, what it is you have for us in this world, the missions that you've called us to, the things you want us to restore and make new with you. And Lord, I just pray for everyone in our church and whoever's watching that um, you would draw near to them and create that hunger in them this morning or this evening whenever they're watching. And Lord, we do turn our eyes uh, outward to the world mm -hmm. and all that is happening. It's a very anxious and fearful time. And I think uh, we're feeling it as well, Lord. Um, <clears throat> this thing that we cannot see is uh, terrorizing us and it's um, causing us to have to practice distance, distancing and um, it's wreaking havoc on people's bodies and our healthcare systems. And we pray, Lord, now that you would, um, that you would uh, eradicate COVID-19 and that you would protect uh, us, Lord, especially the vulnerable who are especially susceptible to this, protect them. Lord, I pray for all the nurses and doctors, uh, especially all those in our own community, Lord, who are hard at work in the medical profession right now. Protect them, Lord, give them strength for each and every day and keep them safe as they go about their important work of, of caring for the sick. Lord, um, we don't know uh, what the future holds in this. We don't know how long we'll have to be worshiping this way or how long we'll have to be uh, um, yeah, just experiencing the strain of this. Um, so we pray that you'd help us to be uh, Christ-like in the midst of this, in our engagements with our neighbors and uh, the people we uh, meet at the grocery store and wherever, Lord. Um, I pray for those who are experiencing financial strain right now, maybe are, are losing a job or have to put their careers on hold for a while, or maybe have lost a lot of money or investments for retirement, whatever it is, Lord. Um, there's a lot of uh, nervousness around that. Uh, bring your peace and your comfort. Um, help us to be um, open and creative to the new things you might be doing in, the, in this, uh, this time of disruption. Lord, we want to see, um, as Christians, uh, we want to see uh, Christ's name glorified somehow in the midst of this. So we pray that you give us courage and faith uh, and um, that you'd help us uh, bear witness to your kingdom in these um, <clears throat> anxious times. Mm -hmm. Lord, there are many needs and concerns other than COVID-19. And uh, mm -hmm. Lord, you know those, and I pray that... Uh, you hear um, our prayer and, uh, and just uh, answer as you see fit. We trust that you are good, Lord. Thank you. 